Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. It was Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello and welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. We made it. We are presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. It is time. It's Whew. it's football season, baby. Let's Here we get go. After, I, I gotta get my Iowa State jersey, then my clone jersey. In. Yeah, there we go. I've got my Hawkeye pullover on. Uh, you're wearing your you're wearing the exact same colors as me. Like, I'm like in black and like gray, and so are you. <laughs> It's your, Iowa your State's color. Fake Iowa State black and gray. Actually, you are factually incorrect. Uh, uh, you're going to say, well, that was part of our original school colors back in 1846. I ought to be honest with you. Out of, you Iowa fans are out of control these days. Your egos just bouncing off the walls. Oh, we got this fourth string wide receiver from Ohio State. Everything's going to take off now. Like, I mean, come on. You guys are driving me crazy. We just got to get to the damn season. Am I right? Look, Iowa is probably going to win more games this season than Iowa State's ever won in a season. <laughs> the most Iowa State's ever won is nine. That's my prediction for the season. And I was kind of, you know, there's a lot of other people going 10, 11 wins here, brother. Let's see how y'all do when you're not in a JV league and, next year. And that's regular season, too. You've never won 10 games in a full season. So uh, I mean, with that year we won the Fiesta Bowl. I, I think that the, the fake season, the asterisk. <laughs> Boy, season. I just put you right on a tee right there, didn't? Yes, I? you did. Holy mackerel! We are presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. We are in the Channel Seed Studios. Okay, so yeah. can I stop you right there? It's a perfect setup for what okay. happened to me last night. Well, you presented get back, by Fairway. Ready to go and. Call the cock game. We're in the Channel Seed studio. So, I received another piece of mail last night. And this time, it was a huge fairway meat box. Like, really big. Like almost too big to even pick up. It was heavy, but I didn't want to record it because I didn't want to have the embarrassment of last time. And so I bring it. Well, actually, and on the top, what did the the address on the top? It was different than. And Matt, you don't have a picture of this because we're showing a picture of this right now. But the address was Fairway, nine eleven. Highway 69, Huxley, <laughs> Iowa. So when I saw the highway, I, I don't even know. Like, is there a Highway 69? Yeah, that is, Huxley is on Highway 69. It's a very Okay, nice so road. I wasn't sure. That seemed a little fishy, but it was like, it was really heavy. And it said on the top, fragile, perishable. Ooh. Now, I don't know if meat's fragile, but it's definitely perishable. So... I didn't want to get my hopes up. So I brought it in, set it on the counter, 
opened it up. And there was meat in there, all right. Nice. <laughs> a beef stick. It's from Channel Seed. <laughs> the the note says, we felt bad about you not getting a meat box, so we wanted to send you meat in a fairway box, along with some channel corn and channel swag. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice of them. <laughs> Is uh, it, though? That's a Is really it, nice gesture. Is yeah. that a nice? No, it's not, because they made me believe again that it was actually here. The corn was you meant to corn? throw me off because it was so heavy. Is that corn um, edible still? Well, pull that up again, Van Huink. Van, Hu there we go. So that. It's real corn, but to me that looks like animal feed corn, doesn't it? Well, at the very I mean, least, I'm no I, farmer. I was going to say it's almost September. Your wife can maybe create a nice little. Uh, that, yeah, no, I, that's not your. That's corn. not your grandma's sweet corn right there. That's uh. That's channel that's, corn. As baby. Simon points out, that's seed corn. Hell yeah! So um, I guess thank you, Channel, for getting my hopes up again and and totally trashing it. I mean, it was meat in a fairway box. I will that's give nice. them that. It was meat in a fairway box. But that's it. Now, I will say, like, I, I've stopped getting my hopes up. So f there was a part of me that thought, okay, maybe this is real. Because it's it's heavy. Um, then I started thinking, oh, there was like this call to action when I got <laughs> spoofed the first time by somebody who still hasn't stepped up and said, yeah, yeah, it was me, Brent Bloom. It was me, Crystal Bloom. It was me, Chris w uh, Williams. I don't know I don't who it was. know. I still don't know who did that. <sighs> but anywho, I've got the uh, I've got the beef stick right here. Jack Lynx. Are you going to eat it here on the show? I am not going to eat a beef stick at uh, 8.30 in the morning, central time. But I will say, the shirt, although it... It smells like field corn. <laughs> the shirt is really nice. Like it's not your. Uh, I mean, it's breathable, baby. So I'm I'm actually well, gonna wear that stuff. I love those guys at at Channel Seed. They're gonna. What one little fun thing they're gonna do with us this year is on the Cyclone and Hawkeye Sunday, which will debut this Sunday. We're gonna have a a seedsman firing off hot takes about the Hawks and the clones. Oh really? It's be great. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's nothing. A real like a, live seedsman? Yeah. There's nothing like a pissed off seedsman or farmer that's just pissed about their team. <laughs> so that'll be a that'll be a new thing. Also wanted to let everybody know that Legends and Listeners with Scott Doctorman and Chad Lysko will be live today for the first time. These guys are going to go live every week, and that starts today at eleven o'clock. So you guys can. Check and we that had out. the first live firmly entrenched yesterday right yes yep and and i believe those guys want to go live too so i Ooh. hope so I, I want all the live programming we a lot can get of live here. shows our friends at heartland flags if you uh need to actually i uh i think i'm gonna call those guys up and see if i can get me a new flagpole for the camper this year you gotta fly the flag fly iowa everywhere and cyclone fanatic flags high Oh, I saw you. You got your truck uh, 
redone. Your Cyclone Fanatic truck is now your Cyclone Fanatic slash Iowa Everywhere truck. Repping the brands, baby. Repping the brands. Are we going to do... Do you want me to add the photographs of us on the back of the tailgate, or would that just be too weird? Um... That would probably be too weird, Van yeah, Wink. Do you have those that wanna, that picture I that. that we sent you? At, um, so it just says Iowa everywhere on the tailgate. I went ahead and added a Chris Williams picture from our time in Vegas. I didn't add the one with your shirt off, but I added the <laughs> one where you were just standing in the middle of Fremont Street. The, God's, uh, this is how this goes down. It was Friday night, pretty late. Hassel is out of control. And he kept I had I had a snap button <laughs> shirt. <laughs> zoom into Williams' that's, face. That's Can me smoking a black face? and mild. Look at look at the smoke coming out. There's nothing like a good black and mild cigar, baby. So I, then, I go to this there's a cigar and, shop. In the middle of Fremont Street. And they sell like good cigars. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to get a like a Perdomo. You know, I'm going to spend 15 bucks on a cigar. And Williams yeah. is like, let's just get some Black and Miles. <laughs> and for some it's reason, only, I said, okay. I don't. It's the only cigar I will smoke. I will not smoke one of those big, gross. Uh, Black and Miles, well, though. I love them, man. You're not a real man, then. Apparently not. I guess I'm. Uh, I'll take my manhood and go home. Um, so we're we're finishing up the night, and Hassel is like just completely out of control. And I have one of these snap button shirts, and he just kept. Who coming wears up a snap me. button shirt? I do, baby. But I've Daddy never does. seen anyone with a and snap Hassel button just shirt. Kept trying like to that. rip my shirt off of me, and I just I wanted to I wanted to kill you in that moment. How many times did I rip that shirt off? Twice, I think. It's funny uh, when you get mad when Williams gets mad, like he doesn't go, God go. damn it, what the hell? Should we just stop doing that? He will he won't say anything. He will just walk away like 30, 40 feet away and just stand there with his back to you and sulk. No, and I'm, then I'm eventually because I don't want to eventually he'll he'll walk back. And still not say anything. Like I can't. I don't want to assault you because I don't want to get the HR here at Iowa everywhere all upset at me. Do we have HR? You're looking at it, baby. <laughs> You're the HR person, and I just ripped your shirt off. Oh, great! <laughs> all right, let's get into ball. We got a lot to get to. Um, these these coaches across America. And we've got two of them in our state for sure. They're just out of control with their secretive injury updates. Did you see this deal at Indiana yesterday where no. Tom Allen, isn't that his name? The yep. head coach Head there. coach. He's being very secretive about who the kicker is. He won't he he will not tell the media who the starting kicker is, and he's being very defiant about it. We've got Cade McNamara Gate. Um we've got like Saban didn't put out a depth chart this year. Uh, Iowa State has like nine oars on its depth chart this year. <laughs> Completely, these coaches are just as paranoid as ever. Well, let's start with Cade McNamara in Iowa. 
Uh, the last I saw on Circa, they were like a twenty-five point favorite. Yeah, look up, look it up as it stands right now. Uh, it's, well, I'll it, pull it up right now. Yeah. It has been moving a bit. Um, it started. It originally opened at twenty-one. It ballooned to twenty-five, and it was there recently. And I saw it. I saw it last night in some places at twenty-three, twenty-three and a half. So it kind of has. It opened way up, and now it's sliding back down closer to where it started. And, you know, I I don't know if any of that has to do with Cade McNamara. Drew says it got to 27.5 on DraftKings, which is ridiculous. Right now on Circa, it is down to 23.5. Yeah, that's where I saw it last night. Number um, 43. Wow. So it, it it there was a lot of movement early, and now it's kind of uh, it's coming back home. And I don't know how much you can read into that. I mean, at the, at this point, there are some who are saying Cade McNamara is going to play. Okay, there's some reporters that are saying that. There are others that are are hedging it a little bit because of what Kirk Ferentz has said. I mean, flat out said the guy's questionable, and. Look, he's been cleared to play. That's not an issue. He's been cleared, but will Kirk Ferentz play him? And should Kirk Ferentz play him? If he is cleared medically, does that mean he's just doing pain tolerance out there, just dealing with that? Or are they saying, yeah, he's cleared, but there's a chance he could really aggravate this thing and you could miss him for the next three weeks. And is that just going to be the case all season? There's so many unanswered questions the, here. If I had to make a proclamation right now, that would be it. That we're just going that to be he's going cleared. Through. Yeah, I just think we're going to be going through this for a while. Like, oh, well, how- so do you really think that a week from now it's going to be any different? Like the no. doctors, if the doctor's saying right now. He's cleared, but if he goes out there and plays 100% full speed in a real live game, there's a there's a chance he aggravates this thing and he's going to miss the next several weeks. Is next week next week he's going to say, "Well, that one week did it. Now he can't do any more harm to it." No. I think he's definitely going to play on Saturday. Um I just don't think it'll be a lot cuz I think Iowa will kill this team. And then I, it will kind of end our conversations about it because we saw him out there. But I think this will be a linger. From what I've put together, and I'm no doctor, and I certainly don't have any inside information on the Iowa injury report, but it, it just feels like every, I'm putting all these pieces of the puzzle together, having done this for a while, and you know how injuries work with these coaches. I think this will be a lingering thing. The real key will be watching him, right? We're going to be able to tell. You know, is he is he mobile at all? Is he attempting to do? Well, how do they call this game? How, right? Mm-hmm. But I think he'll play. I, I don't question. I do seems. too. I mean, Kirk Ferentz on the radio show last night said that yeah, it's you know questionable taking it right up to game time. But they they certainly at least he's saying that they expect him to play barring any setbacks. So I would say yeah. I I would be surprised at this point. If we don't see him out there, but no, gosh. I think this is a week to week thing for a while. 
I really do. It has to be. I mean, Kirk Ferentz said week to he was week to week a week ago. Um, do they also alter the the play calls and what he's allowed to do out there? I mean, I could see Kirk Ferentz saying putting the um, what is it, Alex Padilla on him and Can saying, I- "Hey." Hey, you cannot go past the line of scrimmage. You can, can move around in the pocket. Refresh? You can't run it. Can I do my refresh perspective on the Hawks yeah. right now? Go ahead. Because you read you you went right into where I was going, and and this is presented by our friends at Kitchen Refresh. That video we played at the beginning, I had a Bloom's wife texted me and was like, "Hey, I think I got to get my kitchen done because of that video you guys keep playing with our friends at Kitchen Refresh." So we appreciate that kitchenrefreshiowa.com. I wish I could get mine done from them. This, but I- this was my whole take and this, this is not like a oh, clone taking a shot at the Hawks. I'm not 100% sure on your 25 point per game thing right now. Why? And let me explain to you why. Well, you better run to that ticket window at Circa and get that well, for plus money. So that one, that's one of the reasons. So I was shocked. Plus 140, with, right? Plus 140, the unders. This is a real line you can bet at Circa. Mike Palm for governor. I saw somebody tweet that out yesterday. <laughs> um, the over is minus 160, so clear, clearly juice there. You're getting value on the under at, my, at plus 140. But if McNamara, here my whole deal. Like I think they'll kill Utah State. They could hang forty on him. Whatever, get a Mm -hmm. good start to that thing. But if he's not a hundred percent, like I think it'd be really easy for whatever has been going on this off season at Iowa. Like here's the deal. I I don't believe all of a sudden we have Cade McNamara and we have, um, you know couple of more weapons at wide receiver that this offense is going to be much different. I just don't believe it. I think the difference comes that he's not sailing five yard outs like Petrus was and like right I, I, I love your running back. I love um, I love your some of these skill guys, these tight ends. I, I love that aspect of it. We still don't know about the line really. They haven't been good for a while. And again, Chris, if McNamara is not mobile, it just changes this whole dynamic, and man, like they're gonna they're gonna put up points Saturday. There's no doubt, but there's no guarantee you will in Ames, right? Like the and then you get sucked into these Big Ten West games where the best way for Iowa to win is to do exactly what they've always done. And could that turn into a fifty point outburst like you had against Rutgers a few years ago on a Friday night? Absolutely. Like you're gonna get nights like that, but I. Man, his mobility is a real thing, and what what fired off Wait a second, you told head. me. Wait, hang on. No, I'm wait, saying. Wait, you no. made fun of me for no. s- talking out. up his mobility. Time out. I know exactly where you're going here, and I did make fun of you. And I, I'm not even. I'm not talking about like being able to run. I'm just saying, if he can't, if they're worried now. If, if these coaches yeah. have this paranoia in their head about him moving around, I think they can get sucked right back into doing what they've been doing for the I'm last worried about years. that, too. I'm worried yeah. about I that's think That's my point. I'm not talking about him running. I'm just saying drop back, hand the ball off. Drop back, I think that's the worst thing they could do, honestly, is, is go out there and like try to put some kind of a leash on him. Put something in his head. If he's going to play, let him play. 
let him do his thing. You can't be worried about re-aggravating an injury. You just have to go. If you're able to play, you go. You cannot half-ass this thing. You cannot like put parameters on it. You can't say, no, do you, if, if, if somebody's in your face, just go down. No, do not do that. Because you're right. If they do do that, that plus 140 at under 25 is looking like pretty good value. If he goes down at any point this season, that's another thing. Like if he if he really does go down and, and misses several games, that right there is going to take that thing all the way to even money easily. And so I, I do think the smarter play probably is to go under just because where the juice is at and because you are one more injury away from seeing this go away. Because I don't believe... If Deacon Hill or Joey Labus are the starting quarterbacks for several games, I don't think they're going to average 25 a game. Yeah, a lot will depend on the defense, too. I mean, can you keep producing these defensive touchdowns and special teams? I agree here with Drew. Totally agree with you, Drew. He says the bar is so low, even if he isn't mobile, he's going to hit throws that Petrus couldn't. Completely agree with you. I mean, how many of those in the dirt and – that Petrus just sailed last year. But again, my 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 concern is I think that Kirk is just in this like mode where he just doesn't give a shit. And I that's a good thing, I think, for Iowa fans. But if you all of a sudden lose confidence and you're and you get so protective of your starting quarterback who yeah. is really the glue to all of this, we all know that, then that could concern me. I still think they'll hit the over. I really do. Like the value is clearly on the under. I still think they will go over twenty five points per game, but this concerns me because mm-hmm. I don't want them to. Oh, I'm like, a lot whatever. more concerned now than I was a few weeks ago. Yeah, because of how slow he has come back from this injury. We still don't know if he's participated in a full practice yet at a hundred percent. Because mm-hmm. a couple of days ago it was, yeah, I've been practicing, but I haven't been doing everything. And I looked into, it's going to be Deacon Hill to start if McNamara, if something happens, if there's a setback or Ference has a change of heart. That's the guy who came over with the guy who's the volunteer quarterback's coach from Wisconsin. Yeah. And he's, look at him. He's kind of built like Petrus. He's a dump truck. That's a big dude right there, man. He's a dump truck. He's got 258 pounds. He's huge. Out of, out of high school, he I'm not, was a pretty... I remember what? Iowa State playing defensive linemen or defensive tackles <laughs> at that size. Jesus. Out of high school, he was a uh, four-star at 24-7 sports, but a three-star composite. His comparison was Ben oh, Roethlisberger. So he's a three-star then. Yes, he's a three-star. It's a You go by the composite, you idiot. Don't even get me going. So he went Look to at Wisconsin. All this talent Iowa has at at quarterback. They've got four stars. They got a playoff quarterback. There's no excuse to be under Shut 25. Up. Why don't they just game. put him on those third and short fourth yeah, down let him conversions right. instead of yeah. Cade? Yeah. yeah, great point. Kind of looks like Tebow. Um, so he went to Wisconsin. He wasn't getting the reps. He he really wasn't getting any reps in practice. Like he was not running with the ones or the twos. And then, of course, they had a coaching change, and that was it for him. So he goes into the portal. You know where the interest was coming from? No. 
zero D1 FBS schools. He had offers from FCS schools. He was going to go to Fordham when Iowa stepped in last minute, probably the Wisconsin guy, stepped in and said, hey, let's bring him in. So that's what we're looking at here. We're looking at a guy who was, he was going to be the starter for Fordham most likely, but he was going to be playing at Fordham. And he's got no experience. Zero. Like at least Labus has played a little bit. You're a big Labus guy. Always been a big Labus guy. <laughs> last year, the whole thing was put in Labus. <laughs> well, the thing Try the last something. couple years was put someone not named Petrus in the game. They put Padilla yeah. in the game. And it was clear that they told Padilla, listen here, you son of a bitch. If you so much as gain one yard on a quarterback <laughs> scramble, you are riding the bench the rest of the season. You will never see the playing field again. Run sideways as much as you want, but don't you dare cross that line of scrimmage. And that was Padilla's problem. Again, I think they were in his head. And there were also reports that he wasn't really bought in anyway. Did you see uh, Ference slobbering all over Utah State's punter this week? Oh, God. Uh, and then this is directly from the Iowa media guy. This is phenomenal. The most the- famous punter in America. <laughs> Is he, though? Is, <clears throat> I don't know. Is but Tory been... Taylor the most famous punter in America? No. Pat are, McAfee. Are, are we, that, that's what I was going to say. I was going to oh, say okay. Pat McAfee. Um, I, I guess he's probably the most well-known punter in college now. It's so awesome that they just throw that in there. The most famous punter in America. Uh, you're and it's not you, even... have to, you have to lean into it. Right? Yeah. Iowa fans just quit bitching about your offense and just lean into this punting thing even more. I know you well, have it a doesn't bit. no, come on. It doesn't mean you have to go Carl Pepper on everybody. <laughs> but I I love look, it. Everybody's got unless you're Iowa State, everybody's got a good punter these days. Hey, okay? our punter is not bad. It's just we can't get the punts off. That's the problem. When he can punt it, it's not bad, but they get blocked all the time. Look at this he guy. He's Utah State's the, best player, Stephen Cotsonley. Look at that mustache that he the looks Stephen like Cotsonley has. He looks like a 1930s bartender. Please tell me just, we're not going to see many punts from Iowa in this game. I was Iowa should rolling. not be punting more than three times in this game. You got Ference slobbering publicly about the Utah State punter. The most famous punter in America is leading off your media guide. It's just phenomenal. Like, you can't, it's just fantastic. I'm just telling you, you, we better not be talking about punting next week. It better be, this better be a blowout. We better see Cade McNamara for at least a couple quarters. He better look sharp. He better scramble a little bit, show his legs off a little bit. Don't let him scramble. It's a bad What do you mean, don't let him scramble? He's not a scrambler. He needs to do whatever he needs to do. If there's somebody in his face, what do you want him to do? Well, Crumple like Petrus? I'm saying you're playing Utah State. Hopefully he doesn't have to scramble. I want to see it. I want to see this guy playing 100%. Do not have the leash on him. So you're telling me, if you were Kirk Ferentz, that you would say to him, hey, listen, it's Utah State. You're a little banged up. 
you know what? If you see pressure, just go down. I you might do that. Maybe. Jesus. There, because of how I, you outlined the backup quarterback situation. Yeah, the backup quarterback situation's bad. Elite tight ends, really good running back, pretty good receivers. Hang on, you just shit all over Iowa's skill position players. I didn't shit not more all than over five anybody. minutes ago. Oh, I said you that you had an outstanding four-string receiver from Ohio State. You who knows about the running backs? The offensive. I line's didn't say terrible. who knows about the running back. I love your running back. I love your tight ends. We'll we'll see. I, wide receivers don't really matter in Iowa's offense. So unless they change something, this is not that. I'm way more. Yeah. Well, I can't get them the ball. They don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the truth. Isn't that the truth? But that's my whole thing. Like, yeah, it, I'm not gonna go crazy with McNamara. The, Utah State is not very good. You should be able to win this game with McNamara just dropping back and dumping it off. No, I don't want. Him Let's just scrambling. say Deacon Hill plays this entire game. Are they, can, are they going to cover the 23 and a half? No. Not if he plays. I wouldn't think so either. If McNamara plays, I think absolutely. That's why, I mean, look, if McNamara, if Vegas really didn't think McNamara was going to play, this line would be down near 21 or lower. Deacon Hill is a great football name, though. Good for that kid. That's fantastic. Just a dump truck. Feels like a football guy. Just my guy. But he's basically looks like Petrus if he didn't do any cardio. Want to give our friends at Circa a push? If you haven't downloaded the app for your college football season, I would encourage you to do so. And um, boy, we got we got we had a lot of fun in that Circa Sportsbook last week on, on week zero and got the really got the juices flowing. This is a phenomenal company. I What I love about it is you're hanging out there and a guy like Derek Stevens, the owner and CEO of Circa, is just walking around shaking hands of people. You don't get that. This is It's super rare. My guy Mike Palm will be joining me for our Locks podcast. That's coming up later today. I'm going to record that with with Mike and and give my locks of the week. And, uh, yeah, it really means a lot when you guys go and do that because they saw a huge bump last year when they partnered with Iowa Everywhere in their their handle. So thank you for that. We appreciate it. It was really funny when when Williams saw Derek Stevens, the owner at Circa. We were getting ready to do our show. And he walks by, and I'm about ready to say, <clears throat> "Hey, Derek, good to see you." And Williams blurts out, "Hi, Mr. Stevens." <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to like on the fly, I had to like change. I my, because you're going to be in Carolina this week, right? Yeah, I was raised. You'd, you'd say people who are your elders, call them sir. Ma'am, if not, you got the snot beat out of you. You really think that happens these days? In South Carolina? Yeah. Try that in a small town. <laughs> just, just go ahead. You call me Chris and see what happens in a small town. I'll show you what happens. You, you call me Sir or Mr. Hassel. Another um, lean back to last year and. Or last week in Vegas, that was one of the catchphrases. Uh, hey, try that in a small town. <laughs> Jeez. 
All right, we don't have a line for Iowa State, Northern Iowa yet. That generally comes out on the morning of the game for an FCS team. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Could be on Friday now. And you're thinking it's around 12? 12 to 14, I think. Yeah, Yeah. I think it might be up around 14. What number would you be comfortable laying for Iowa State? What would it have to be? It would have to be in the single digits. Nine and a half? You'd lay that? Um, no. Wow, look at the way Farley has a hold of Campbell's oh arm God, let in this picture. Loosen up, Farley. So this my picture, God. this one right here, remember what this is from? This is from Campbell's first, first game. game. When Farley beat him. By the Farley way, Hassel, you got people all riled up about your take on Iowa State, just throttling you and I this weekend. It's total reverse psychology. No, it's That's not. That's what he's Why, doing. Well, I want well, you know, Iowa State to win. Well, you know what I did, though? I went back and I pulled some some of the greatest clips from UNI Iowa State. Let's play them for you. Okay, sure. The they time. are going just... to wipe the floor, wipe that beautiful turf with Northern Iowa on Saturday. Guaranteed. Wait, David Johnson taking the snap and busted to the outside early. A 37-yard touchdown in UNI would strike first. David Johnson had over 230 total yards and four total touchdowns. It was the David Johnson show when the Panthers score the upset 28-20. Lanny in trouble. Throws and it's intercepted by Farley. For the second time in the last four years, you and I comes into Jack Trice Stadium and spoils Iowa State's opening party. The Panthers win it over the Cyclones. This is not going to be a nail-biter. Not the way that Iowa State probably thought it was going to happen, but credit to them for having the them Tesla forward two to fight back, and a lot of credit to Northern Iowa for hanging this game. I'm telling yeah, you right I, now, they're, they're going to kick Northern Iowa's ass. Ass and the Panthers are going to come into Jack Trice Stadium in Ames and win a big football game to start the 2016 season. Oh, baby! I love this team. <laughs> so, okay, th- see that is so, that is what's wrong with Iowa State fans. Just well so well done, Matt. You're cheering on you and I beating Iowa. You're like, see, they're so much better than we are. We we don't stand a chance. They look how many times they've beaten us. It's not what anybody's. We doing. just need to stop this scheduling this game. This is Northern Iowa. You know, I got so you know, I, I, I I did a little research lately. To back up my point, and I, this is not reverse psychology. You think I want Northern Iowa to win this game? No. Give me a break. That's not no, good for us. I don't think you want Northern Iowa to win. I think you're needling Iowa State fans is what you're doing. I'm not. Okay? Let's go back, I don't know, a year ago, one year ago. Northern Iowa's season opener against Air Force, a team Iowa State would have been favored by 20 against. They lose 48 to 17. Okay? So that's that's their their one FBS game last year. L- let me just why don't you go ahead and guess what Northern Iowa's record is over the last 3 seasons? Just guess. I know they were 6 guess. and 5 last year. I don't over just the guess last what they, 3 seasons. 3 seasons. So I I don't want you to like add stuff up in your head. Just guess. Well, I'm trying to add how many games. I bet they went six and five last year, around six and five the year before, and then something better the year before that. So let's say okay. they were eight win team that year. 
Okay, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this: they've played 30 games over the last three seasons. What's their record? Um, 18 wins, 15 and 15. Wow, I would have said it. Okay, they have not won more than six games in any season the last three years. This is not some. This is not North Dakota State. This no, is not some kind of juggernaut. I understand. I know that there's history there. It's an in-state school, and Northern Iowa has beaten Iowa State several times in the past. Those were better Northern Iowa teams. Those were teams that would win at least seven games in a season. This I mean, is... They have a really good offense. They're, it's kind of a strength on come on, strength stop, thing. Stop they do. trying to... They have a... D1 Stop trying to, t- to, 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 these Iowa State fans, I'm telling you, I feel like Trump up here. I'm like moving my hands around. Stop trying to talk up Northern Iowa. They do have like a good they quarterback. They are some kind of team that has any business going into Jack Trice Stadium and giving Iowa State a game. They've got no business doing that. Dude. They didn't give Air Force a game last year. Air Force was not good. I'm not saying any anything you're saying I'm not even arguing with. I'm just looking at the facts. I don't I don't know who Iowa State's running back is. I don't but know. But you are living in the is. past, man. Well, you're I'm, hung up on some team I'm not, from the 60s, man. I, I'm not doing that. I'm looking at fall camp this year and all of and the questions Northern Iowa on that you? offense. Everybody scares me. Northern Iowa until scares. I see something. Yes. I need what to if see something. What, okay, what if you're playing SEMO? What if you're playing SEMO? Yeah, then I would pick Iowa State to kill him. SEMO was better than Northern Iowa. They won like 10 games last year. Yeah, but it's different. And you know oh, it's different. And you're, you're you acting Iowa State naive fans, here. You would, never, naive. you would never hear an Iowa fan oh, say that Northern Iowa is going to come in and scare think, the crap out of us. I don't think it Northern Iowa is going to win. I like Iowa State to win the football game, but I think you're you're naive if you if you think Semo's the same thing because it's not because of yeah Semo's so many... better than Northern Iowa. Uh, they were in a shitty conference. Northern Iowa's in the best league. If Northern Iowa was in that shitty league, they would have they would have wanted to. Uh, they've got something on you psychologically. They do absolutely. I'm not denying this. I'm not denying you this. need to shake These purple that. hawks. It's it's an hey, unbelievable. Van Wink, pull up again that first picture you showed of uh, Matt Campbell and Mark Farley, where Farley was not when they were shaking hands. The other one, He's pull up the other one. arm. Look at look at the, 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 the grip that Farley has on Campbell's arm. That's like, listen here, son, we've got you by the balls. We are what, what you got what, thirty like, more your- scholarships than we do. Doesn't matter. All your fans think this is a toss-up game against little old Northern Iowa. Simon says comparing SEMO's record to you and I is like comparing Florida's to Iowa. Okay. I mean, I could I can. We got a lot of Iowa State fans. Adam says that the Missouri Valley is the SEC of the FCS. So what? <laughs> you, Iowa State fan, I swear to God. <clears throat> You're going to be watching this game. You're going to be so scared. Chad says, oh, you're forgetting. Iowa State always starts the season slow under Campbell. Not last year. You were 3-0. Yeah, but Kick we had Simo's a weak schedule. Ass. You went into Kinnick and week beat Iowa. Schedule. Iowa couldn't. 
Iowa's off. Week early schedule. You have an FCS team coming to town week one. It doesn't get weaker than that. It does not get weaker than that. Okay, everything you're saying about Northern Iowa is true, okay? How do you not look at Iowa State's roster and go like, yeah, there's a lot of holes here. We got it. We got to. I see think some that things. that is going to play in Iowa State's it. favor. I really do. I think yeah, you, that I Iowa right. State. I think Matt Campbell is is all all camp is like nobody believes in us. You know they they think that uh, I'm not a good coach anymore. They think that you've got no chance this year. You got these dumbasses out there saying we might not win a game. We might lose to an FCS team. We might go lose to a MAC team. And they're going to be bonded together and they are going to. These are Big 12 players. Matt Campbell's not an idiot. He's not a bad recruiter. He's actually a There are some good good players on this team. They've got a great defense. There's no excuses. Okay? Offense wasn't good last year either. So it's not like they're. Losing a bunch of key pieces. No, you're right. I don't. I don't disagree. I just want to see it. Is that okay? And I'm going to launch. Can I launch into my kitchen refresh? Yeah, I'd love to. I would love okay. this. Go. All right. So you've been making fun of me for everything I've said so about JJ sensitive? Cole. It's un. You're more sensitive <laughs> than my eight year old daughter. I, I'm not sensitive at all. Making. What, what are you fun talking of you? about? I just you, think that you take way too much stock into one picture you saw on Twitter of the quarterback. I've seen multiple, uh, multiple pictures now that Van Winks pulled up of Becht and Cole. And I'm, I mean, I'm here to tell you, Rocco Becht is not 6'1". He's not 6' okay? He's 5'10". Maybe 5'11". But fake news. Here's, that's not my refresh. This is my refresh. Another picture. I I am It looks glad. like in the Mighty Ducks, you know, where you have like the really big kid on the team that they recruited and then you got like a little kid and he's looking up to him. Yes, it does. JJ Cole, 6'7", 250. Rocco Becht, 5'10", 200. But I'm, I'm here to say this. I'm glad that Matt Campbell is going to play both in this first game. I want to see both of these guys. If you see one, you're left wondering. Give both of these guys reps. And, you know, you got that third stringer who's going to come in and be a runner. That's fine. Whatever. And he's going to do that no matter who the quarterback is. Like, that'll be. Yeah, I mean, look at what Joel Lanning was doing this shit. This third string guy is not ever going to be like the guy. He's just Mm -hmm. a piece. Oh, he's not a fake four star like like Becht. What do you have against Rocco Beck? I don't. I have nothing that. against Rocco Beck. It I have something personal. against you. You, for lying to the people. I'm not lying to the people. He was a four star with rivals. <laughs> with rivals. <laughs> oh God. So, I'm looking forward to it. I, I want to see them both play early as well because what well, you know? What if they throw? Rocco backed out there early and they start running up the score against Northern Iowa and then Cole comes in and the game's already a blowout by then. What are you laughing at? Running up the score. I'm telling you, man, this is going to be a bloodbath. Iowa State, people, so I did see one of these comments where somebody was like, it's about time Iowa State blows out Northern Iowa. They did a couple of years ago. Yeah, they've blown them out a few times in the past. Yeah, so it's not, they're not always. Rhodes era. 
I know they, they did it. God, you remember the Steel Jance one where they had to like basically throw like the two Hail Marys at the end? Shout out one? Josh Lenz, right? Yeah. God. It's I just... think the blowout was Jacob Park, wasn't it? Yeah. 20... Yeah, Park Park went crazy. That was the year that Lazard and Hakeem Butler, I think, was maybe on that team. I don't remember. Simon Wilson's with me. 42-24 is no, his prediction No, I think he's saying that game. it was 42-24 oh, okay. the year I'm talking about. Yeah, There's no way that many points <laughs> wait, wait, wait. scored in this game. Hang on. Absolutely no chance. Oh, okay. That's the last time that Iowa State kind yeah. of handled I think it was three Northern years Iowa. ago, four years ago, something like that. Yeah. 2017, right. Van Winks got it up here, 42-14. But look at 2015, 31-7. 2010, 27-0. Come on. Let's act like the big boys that you guys think you are in your little somewhat power conference and See, You do shit like their that. Ass. Like You make comments like that, and then people, they think you have bad intentions. I don't have bad intentions. The amount of Iowa State fans who come up to me and they're like, you know what, I always hated Hassel, and you kind of made me like him. And I and I like him a lot, and I feel like I I think he's a pretty good guy. And then I just want to punch him like two minutes later. Like, yeah, I understand. I understand. I, there's there's a I, you know there's still a little bit of uh, titty twisting in there. Can you I know, give still like, just a little a bit of that brutal? Brother, like, but so honest take here is just to me like I I agree with what Mark Farley said in this press conference where the quarterback means less to me for Iowa State at this particular second. In the season, I want to see what they're like on the offensive line. Yeah. That's my big thing it, because you've got questions at running back. You don't have a proven running back. Um, you, they have to be good up front if this offense is going to really, really improve. I, I think that they can be more efficient and cut down on turnovers and do all that stuff. I believe in that. But they've got to be able to run the football this year with the inexperience at quarterback. That's what I got to see on Saturday. You want to see them be able to run the football? Yes, because if you can't do it against Northern Iowa, yeah. you're sure as hell not going to do it you're next right. week. And, you know, you got to be able to do it in the in the second half, especially fourth quarter. Like, wear these guys down. That's that's yes. We always talk about it. That's the difference when you're playing teams like Northern Iowa. It's, especially on a 95-degree guys. It's the depth. They don't yeah. have the depth that – and Iowa State will have. So you should be able to run all over this team in the fourth quarter. And there's a reason, if you talk to coaches around the country, there's a reason these SEC teams always play the FCS team in November because that depth is completely oh, yeah. beaten Crushed. down at that point. You don't. There's no threat of these teams beating you in November. Mm -hmm. You get them in September and everybody's healthy. So you're right, a 95-degree day, if you can pound them a little bit, you would think by middle of the third quarter, Iowa State would have a huge gonna be? advantage. It's going to be 95? Yeah, it's going to be kicking really off hot. at what, 1 o'clock? 1 o'clock kickoff. Oh, my God. That sounds terrible. Simon wants to see Violence! On the offensive line. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen that from Iowa State. Uh, okay, let's let's move on. I, I'm I'm excited to do this. This is one of my favorite segments that we get to do on a weekly basis, where we each pick our three favorite games of the week. Real quick, I do want to give a shout out. I have a new sponsor for the CW Pod. Are you going to start doing it now? 
I've been doing it most of the summer. What are you talking about? I, there was about two weeks ago. I was like, you know what? I haven't checked out the CW pod in a while. He talks about it. I'm going to check that sucker out. It starts weekly next week, buddy. Steeple okay, Ridge good. bourbon. Steeple Ridge? Wait, is yeah. this an Iowa State yeah. NIL bourbon? No. It's not the proceeds aren't going to go to the players? They're awesome. They're really, really good. I, I've known the owner there, Pat. Where are they out of? Um, Ur- not Earlham. Earlham? Y- Yearling? Something. It's over by Harlan. It's right in that area. I drove by it. Uh, but they're, it's, they're, their shit is really good. Could have used some of that in Vegas because yeah. you know, they, the well was like... You know, that's oh, the problem God, with Jim Vegas. Is, yeah, they just don't have... They're, it's when, you, when you're in the commercial type... Now, Circa's Mega Bar has a great selection of beer. They have a good selection. Oh, yeah. A bun- bunch you, of beer on tap. You get out on like the Strip or Fremont Street, or, and it's just like Bud Light. It's, you know... I got that Manhattan at the Golden Nugget, and I asked, okay, what's your well whiskey? And they were, <laughs> they said something like, well, it's, it's, it's old Uncle Granddad. Okay, uh, what's the step up from that? Uh, Jack. Uh, okay, what's a step up from that? <laughs> Jim Beam. Okay, wh- what is Bullet? Like, Bullet drink, Bourbon. And they're like, well, that's, that's actually on our sixth tier. It's phenomenal. That's what I got, and that woman gave me the entire glass of bourbon. That's what, what I was. What's phenomenal? Bullet. I love bullet. Oh, yeah, bullet. Bullet's great. Bullet's yeah. just like the, that is my just everyday, you know, if I'm making an old-fashioned at home, that's what I, and it's not like anything special, because it doesn't need to be if you're making a good cocktail. It doesn't need to be the top-of-the-line stuff. That's like $35 a bottle. Perfect. Real quick, Retro Gamer Dad says, who schedules a 1 p.m. kick on September 2nd in Iowa? The reason, I believe, is they've had so many lightning delays and stuff like no that. No way. These, it's one of. Um, and, what? And it's also, Wait, yeah. they thought that there would be maybe fewer lightning delays if they kicked off during well, the day? Well, you have the rest of the to day to get the game done as opposed okay, to a gotcha. night game. Gotcha. Also... I believe the fans like Iowa State has a lot of night games. <laughs> You're scheduling around bad luck for lightning delays that you've had the last. No, few I'm not years? saying. I'm I'm telling you though, they've had a lot of that. Iowa has too. You guys, like, you you are so in your own heads from Northern Iowa being some, t- you know, some world beater that's going to come in there and and beat you to Mother Nature is out to get you. I mean, come on. See, you just make this crap up. I'm I'm, I'm not making it up. You are claiming that I'm lying about Iowa State blowing out Northern Iowa. I don't think you're lying. Because it's so far-fetched. I think you're twisting the knife just a little bit with Iowa State. You know exactly what you're doing. You just said they're kicking this game off at 1 o'clock in part to avoid lightning delays. I I didn't state it as fact. I I have heard that that was one part, and then two, they've had so many night games. Matt Sampson with a great uh, quote here from you. Uh, this is a quote from Chris Williams. It doesn't lightning during the day, only at night when you can see it. No, you dumbass, Matt. If you have bad weather, then you have the rest of the day to get the the damn thing in. And I also think the fans kind of requested earlier for these these opening type kickoffs because they just have so many night games in the Big Twelve. It's just uh, the way it's been. Okay. All right. What are your? Let's do our top three games. Why don't, why don't you start? Okay. Colorado at TCU. Oh. 
Dion's debut. Prime time. Prime time. Uh, these are the last odds I saw. They they certainly could have changed on Circa. 20 and a half TCU is, is giving up in this one. Obviously, the Dion thing. Really interested in TCU, too, right? Like, they played yeah. for national championship last year. And I think they're totally being overvalued this year. Like, I think they're overranked to start the season. But I would agree. Yeah. Like, Colorado? What are they going to win? Four games, maybe? I'm really interested to see how Colorado looks with all of those. The mass exodus. All those players that left. Do they have a full team? Buffalo at Wisconsin. <laughs> Your hard on for the air raid continues. I just want to see what it looks like. Did you hear Luke Fickle last night on CBS Sports Network? Yeah, he he said, "quote It's not air raid. It's what Wisconsin is going to be moving forward." Well, I'll be the judge of that, Luke. They have look been at those empty it. trophy cases behind him too. <laughs> just God. these coaches are just out of control. Put a picture of your kids up there, will you? Like you don't all you're not always having whatever. Um they've been calling it Wisconsin Air Raid and, and I'm gonna have to refer to my friend Hal Mummy, person longtime personal friend Hal Mummy. Twenty seven and a half. I don't know anything about Buffalo this year. I would part of me thinks that Wisconsin will wanna get out to a good start. Yeah. And I don't know if Buffalo's gonna show the fans them. a good time. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not making a pick on that game, but it, it certainly – I just want to see what Wisconsin looks – Aren't how are they not fascinating? To, that would be like if Iowa just all of a they sudden are. Like brought in an they air raid are. offensive coordinator. They're interesting to me, but what doesn't – what they're just, they just don't play anybody. <laughs> That's the, like next week will be, will be interesting when they do. Because aren't they – isn't Wisconsin going to – Washington State. Wazoo? Yeah. They could lose that game. Yeah. That will be interesting. This one, uh, I mean, guess to look to see what they look like, but this one, not so much. I want right, to watch their offense because these these air raid, and I don't believe Luke, Luke Fickle's a liar just like every other coach, okay? <laughs> I want to see what it looks like. What are they doing? LSU, Florida State, this is the game of the week. Oh, yeah. Sunday night, no doubt about it. LSU is uh, missing a key guy up front due to the – NCAA thing, two elite quarterbacks. I think two elite coaches. I think Mike Norvell will be right up there in that big time coach conversation. Williams, here the, the, the game is years. in Orlando. It's in Florida. Yep. And Florida State's getting points. They're getting two and a half. And they won the game last year. What a massive college football playoff implication game. Oh, yeah. If you think about it already. I don't know who it's more important for because LSU has a much more difficult schedule. So you could say, you know, there's some losses on there. But also, like, if you win the SEC, if you lose this game and still win the SEC, you still get into the playoff. For Florida State, you're in the ACC. You lose this game, you probably have to win out. Right? Yeah. To get into the playoff. I think it's more important for Florida State. Mm Mm-hmm. If you win this game, you you could probably survive a loss in the ACC. If you don't, I don't think you can. Yeah, and Clemson is 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 pretty good. North Carolina is pretty good. Speaking of that, um, we'll go into your top three games of the week. You'll be calling North Carolina and South Carolina. That's one of my games in Charlotte. Is that in Charlotte? Is that it? Okay, we'll get to that one. You got another one first. 
Yeah, I've got Minnesota, Nebraska. This game is at Minnesota. This is a Thursday night game. Okay, this is tonight, right? Am I right or am I right? This right, is tonight. Right. Yeah, kicks yeah. off tonight. So Nebraska like plus seven. Matt Rule's debut. Huge game for both of these programs. PJ Fleck trying to prove, okay, yeah, I really can compete for a division championship. And Nebraska, this is it, man. They're riding high. They had the 90,000 plus the volleyball game last night. They've got Matt Rule. They feel like they're back. If they win this game, look out. Look out. Lincoln is going to explode. It's going to be a I thought about with them last night is that his his like just pure talent really been the problem there. I feel like they've had talent the last few, but they've been so poorly coached. Mm-hmm. So if, they've been in every game. They've had a chance to win every game. Yeah, and that's why I think seven's too much. I, I, I'm taking I Nebraska too. in this game for sure. Plus I would seven. Too. All right. I, I probably. I actually. I think I already have a ticket on the under. What's the total? I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh, but great. It, that helps us a lot. Uh, let's move to my second game. I don't like to think about it. Give me a minute and I'll pull UTSA, it up. a one and a half point favorite at Houston. Okay. Love UTS. This is a UTSA show. Okay. So this is really interesting because both of these teams switched conferences. Real both quick, of these teams and are now half is your number. 43, 43 and a half for the Wisconsin, or I'm yep. sorry, the Nebraska um, Minnesota game. Yep. Great UTSA, game here, Chris. Great game. UTSA just went to the American, and there's a lot of people that think UTSA in their first year will win the American. Houston just left the American for the Big 12. Really fun game. And, and, and they've played some heart stoppers over the last couple years, these two teams. Correct me if I'm wrong too, Chris. You've called a lot of UTSA games. They're pretty hard-nosed, right? They've got they got a lot of playmakers. I mean, they're great quarterback. Um, I mean, yeah, sure, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would consider them hard nosed, but they're really well coached, and just they've got dudes like great wide receivers, a great tight end room. It it's they're fun to watch. I mean, they've what's his face? Um, they lost him a couple years ago to the NFL, but he was one of the uh, one of the top rookies last year for the Seahawks, the defensive back who's super fast and had a ton of uh, interceptions last year. I can't remember his name, but he's from UTSA. Just a really fun team to watch. And Minus I love one and a half. Interesting. the way they've built that program, too. They, didn't they bring in like a high school coach and he basically... Yeah, high school coach and he's been yeah. great and he's staying there because they went to the American and they're, yep. you know, they're, they're filling up the Alamo Dome. I was there for a game last year. It was awesome. It was so loud in there. 35,000 fans going crazy. Incredible student section. Uh, so that's that's one of my three games, and then I got your mom's cocks, your mom's cocks, hosting yeah. the hated rivals from the north, UNC versus South Carolina. Who is Carolina? They both call themselves Carolina. Oh, it's and there's the South. There's so much those elitists from the north. Here. So much history. South Carolina was the first state to secede. Uh, North Carolina was the last state to secede. 
How about the quarterback battle here, Christopher? You have to go to the Civil War, but I get what you're doing. Well, what do you think? This I was broadcast is going to broadcast about. on Learfield. It's going to be a train wreck. Hassel's just going to be doing like a history lesson. So I want to watch the game, kids. Well, it, hey, Mike Golick Jr. is going to be with me. He's going to be eating mayo the entire game. Each quarter, he's dipping something different in mayo because it's the Duke's Mayo Classic. Does he love mayo, or is this like a bit? I, it's I, I think he likes mayo a lot. I love mayo. So you ever Drake Mayo, Jimmy John's, you know the little packets no, of. So here's the so. thing, and I won't say this on the broadcast. I hate mayo. Hate it. It's it's one of my least favorite things in life. If you there's mayo, that also even hates mayo. A piece of bread, I won't eat it. Bloom's no. the same way. Bloom hates mayo. If you put any sort of white sauce within a couple feet of Bloom, he has like a visceral reaction. <laughs> Ranch. Alfredo. See, I don't really like ranch either, but I love blue cheese dressing. Feels to me like you'd be a huge white sauce guy. Shut up. So Drake May could be the maybe the number one pick in the draft. I mean, Caleb Williams right now looks like it, but Drake May is right behind. And then Spencer Rattler. Okay. Rattler He's got like for a, a fifth year. round grade last year, but he was incredible to finish the season. Remember South Carolina at the end of last year? They beat number five, Tennessee. They beat a top 10 Clemson team. Snapped their like 40-game home winning streak. And now he's got a new offensive coordinator that has kind of done what the what Beamer has wanted all along, which is kind of dumb down the offense a little bit. Don't make it too complicated for Rattler, which is what the first 10 games were like last season. So this is going to be fun. That's going to be one wait. of the best college game days there. Um, yeah, I think that, Rattler's that's due my for, third game. He, he's probably not going to win the Heisman, but he wouldn't be a bad throw of flyer $10 on him to they win. They have such a tough schedule, though. Like yeah, these Heisman the, quarterbacks, you've got to win 10 games. Yeah, that's the problem. And there's but no he, way. But a guy who's been around that long with that level of talent, it's just like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, there's a t- team I like in the Big 12 is Texas Tech, and it's just, Mm-hmm. Tyler Shuck, the quarterback, is like, well, what has he done? But, man, these, like, fifth, six-year guys, they're just so smart. They know everything that's coming. Like, it's a huge advantage. Huge advantage. By, by the way, I didn't mention the spread on that game. It's it's close to a pick North Carolina, a slight favorite. Which you way play you South go? Carolina blindly. North Carolina lost its offensive coordinator. South Carolina's in a better league. South Carolina wins that game. So you're going with your mom's cocks? Yeah, I'm going to pick mom's cocks up on this one. All right. Loves the cocks. Does your um, your parents are still married, right? Yeah. Because you, it's funny you talk about your mom and your dad like they're so totally different and not with each other anymore. Oh, they're together all the time, baby. So I picture your dad at a like at a cabin in the Ozarks. I picture your mom in some kind of uh, I don't know, like a backwater channel in South Carolina. They're just sitting there. Just sitting there watching her With all of her Gamecock gear just floating around. And why is she a Cox fan again? She was born and raised in South Carolina. What town? Orangeburg. Orangeburg. Outside of Charlotte. Okay. Huh? No, not Charlotte. That's Charleston. I'm sorry. Okay. I had Charlotte on the mind. <laughs> You're getting your Carolinas mixed up. Yeah, my but my mom has all sorts of like families still there and like they all they're all over the state. Like I've been as a kid, we'd 
go there and just drive around all the different beaches and yeah it's a it's a beautiful state so beautiful since your state. mom is a cox gal is your dad a cox guy uh he's indifferent i think oh. yeah we just all hate clemson that's the big thing you gotta hate clemson mm-hmm. hate clemson dabbo swinney uh, and then dabbo makes it so easy to hate them too on top of it. All right. One, oh, we wanted boy. to give a shout out. This, this Nebraska volleyball deal last night was freaking awesome. Did you watch you it know, at all? God, I, I, I saw clips of it. I knew it was coming. And then I saw pictures, the flyover before the game. 92,000 people to watch a volleyball match. And Against all Omaha. I can think about, all I can think about, I can't even... I can't even really enjoy the moment. All I can think about is, God damn it. This really puts a damper on the Kinnick Stadium, Caitlin Clark game. Because there is nothing Iowa fans can do. Kinnick can't hold 92,000. Kinnick's probably not even going to be full. Did that, just, did that just put a huge damper on it? I know Iowa fans no. are going to say no. But I thought the, I, I thought the Caitlin Clark exhibition game was going to be this the the this the first version of this, but Nebraska just jumped out in front. I don't think you guys can mimic them as a fan base. With all due respect, what I'm saying they is are incredible. All of the pub that they got last night for this. Everything on social media. I mean, it was my, my feed was well, just nothing but this. And it's is volleyball. The, it's like a niche sport. But is is the Iowa Caitlin Clark game now? Is that going to be looked at like people? When is that? A couple months from now? No, it's month it and a half. No, you're fine. People, what do you mean? You're fine. So it's you not think that overshadow you think? I, I think there will be people that were like, oh, they're just trying to do what Nebraska did. With no, the ball, well, ball. there might be it. some, but those people aren't relevant if somebody's given that opinion. I mean, everybody's relevant. Every human being is relevant. Are they, though? I'm telling you. Some of these it, guys on gonna, Twitter that are they, anonymous and just trolling people Williams, all the time. Williams, it, it's t- it, that is going to take some of the shine off what this game was going to be. This Who cares? Spectacle doesn't matter you know who cares i care because i was gonna go pump my chest in the office at cbs sports hq look at what these iowa fans did for a women's basketball exhibition and you know what they're gonna say (sighs) it was nothing compared to what nebraska did for the volleyball game boy i tell you what though i mean they had like perfect weather night so it looked beautiful and those nebraska fans they're insufferable, but they are like they're the most passionate, like crazy. Yeah. How long have they had shitty basketball? That arena is constantly full. You know, they're it's they're stunning. really good. It's, fans. it's amazing what what they do, and even <laughs> football. They've been terrible. Yeah, and they still show up. Like they're they're really good fans. Very impressive. That, they have really a ton impressive. of pride over there because it's like us. Where they don't have the pro sports thing and all, but then there's no Iowa State for them, right? So they all just like come together and like it. It's a really cool thing. That's that's here's my favorite stadium I've ever been to. That's that's not Trice's is, is Memorial. So you guys at Iowa State all bent out of shape 
about Iowa basketball now, Iowa women's basketball, drawing all I'm these not. fans. Have, I know you're not, but Iowa State fans, a lot of them anyway. The, the women's basketball fans, yeah. hey, we did this first. We did this better. We were watching women's basketball before you did anything. Now you got volleyball because that was that's one of your other things. Like Iowa State's got, well, we got great volleyball, great volleyball fans, and then look what Nebraska does. Uh, Kyle makes a great point. Now who's in his head? Hassel's all worried about Nebraska. I'm not worried about Nebraska. I just think that is so much cooler than what Kinnick is going to look like for the women's basketball game. And I know yeah, it's different. I know we're, so we're, we're going to celebrate both. That. You're not going to saying that. That takes some of the shine off what I thought was going to be the, the best spectacle of the fall. Yeah. Retro gamer dad, he, he nails it here. It's like Nebraska's ruled in volleyball for a long time. Like they're like one of the top like three or four programs in the country. Iowa women's basketball is a good program, but they haven't been that right. Like th- they are now. That's got one question. Hassel was was Cooter there? Was he part of that ninety two thousand three? Was it free? He's nope. not paying any money to get in. Uh, was it free? I don't know. I doubt Cooter, it. Cooter's got to stay in the double wide. Back with Crystal Beth. <laughs> Crystal Beth. <laughs> Forgot about that. Crystal Beth is now a, uh, I mean, you, you hired her at Cyclone Fanatic right after she made her appearance on Crystal Beth's part of the Title IX. Oh, what a, what are you taking a shot at Stephanie and Elisa for? What is this? South Bend Hawkeye. Is we got to get Glenn? out of here. We're running way late. You got to get oh, yeah, to your. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. South Bend Hawkeye. That is. A, it's a Glenn Worley. I like to call it a Jess Settles jersey, but it does look like a Glenn Worley jersey. I once saw Glenn Worley's mom about getting a fight with a bunch of Iowa State students in Hilton one time. I saw Glenn Worley play for, he was on some Iowa City team, Iowa City West maybe. Yeah, He came to Muscatine to play the Muskies. It was my, I think I was in a freshman in high school. And he... So the reason South Bend Hawkeye is calling him kick dog, because he kicked one of our best players into the scores table toward the end of the game because they were getting beat. And we won. We beat the number one team in the state. We beat Glenn Worley. We are Muscatine, the Musk. It's a good way to end the program. Enjoy your week one of college football. We Matty Van Winkle, great job of production. Hey, we've got games tonight. We've yeah. got games Friday, go. we've got games Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Five straight days of college football. Get that Circa app launch, baby. You know, pound, some, pound some Ames loggers tonight, Williams. Ready? Let's do this. Down. Let's pound go. my meat Broken. stick that came yeah. out of fake fairway box. Appreciate you all watching. Uh, thanks for listening on the podcast. Legends and listeners live at 11 today here on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa everywhere.